Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan, you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Special January promo going on by the Wingate by Wyndham right now as well. If you stay two nights in January of 2021, you get a free growler and a fill card for Big Sky Brewing. Big Sky Brewing just right across the way from the Wingate. So if you book, all you got to do is book through the hotel directly. Google Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula, limited to one free beaker per customer, but stay two nights, January 2021, free growler and fill card from Big Sky Brewing, and tell them Nuana's Now sent you. Welcome back. Nuana's Now. 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. If you want to listen live, you can find us on the live stream. Just go 1029ESPN.com. Click on the Listen Live tab. There you will find the live stream. It's presented by Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you want to give us a call, 361 3688. It's 361 3688. You can also text that number. Miss anything in the first hour? You can find it on the podcast. We talked Grizz Hoops, Cat Hoops, Ladies Hoops. Riley Corcoran joined us. We also heard from Carolyn, Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports. Talked a lot about Tiger Woods and the Tiger Woods documentary. We also had our latest Student of the Week with Ryan Dolan, a junior from Billings West High School who's also doing some great things in her community as well. The podcast presented proudly by Blackfoot Communications and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Wingate's got a great January promo going on. Stay two nights, January 2021. Get a free growler and fill card for Big Sky Brewing. Limited to one freebie per customer and must be booked through the hotel directly. Tell them Nuana has now sent you. Sounds like a good pass-up. If you're a dad with some kids, book yourself a room. Take the family down there. Have yourself a good time. I know a little staycation. It's COVID. You're probably tired of being inside. Hit up the water park with the family. It'd be great. We get my Wyndham Hotel, making you feel at home even when you're not. Brooks Nuanez on the NFL. 
Go now to the Rankish Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in Brooks Nuana, SkylineSportsMT.com, but also an NFL aficionado, and that's what we're going to be talking about primarily in this segment. This is going to be a weekly deal. If you haven't been tuning in to Nuanez now each week, Brooks will join us, and he also contributes on the Big Sky Breakdown as well. Um, a main star of the Big Sky Breakdown, I should say. I mean, he's the guy that gives you all the analysis you want on Bobcat and Grizz, men's and women's basketball as well as football as well. Uh, but, Brooks, let's jump right into it. It's an ex- exciting divisional weekend this last weekend, four games. Um, but probably the biggest in terms of local spin, big sky spin, was the pick six by Teron Johnson, former Weber State Wildcat, former Big Sky Conference Defensive Player of the Year. Pretty cool to see a kid from, from the big sky that we've covered and interviewed and photographed and all of that uh, make one of the biggest plays maybe by a big sky player ever in NFL playoff history. Yeah, it was a great play. I, I also at the uh, at the Big Sky kickoff in Utah uh, when he was to golf with him and Aaron Holmes, which was pretty fun. So running the cart with uh, Teron Johnson was stoked for him on that play. Big play. I mean, he's played both of the Bills on um, this entire year. He's one of the better nickel corners in the league. Um, one of the interesting things I, I I saw a stat that that was Lamar Jackson's first red zone interception of his career. Uh, I thought that was really interesting. Um, you know, hasn't had a very high conversion percentage in the red zone overall, especially this season for Lamar Jackson. Um, but that was his first red zone interception, which I thought was quite timely for the Bills, who ended up putting that game away pretty handily, even though the score stayed relatively low. When we were covering Teron Johnson, he had such a uh, interesting career at Weber State because Jay Hill touted him as a next-level type talent all the way from his sophomore year on. He played in some really talented secondaries, including as a junior, and he was a second-team All-League guy in that year, and that was Weber State's first year in the playoffs. But then 2017, Weber State won the first of what would become three straight league championships. But the production, uh, I mean, yeah, I can, you can't say lacking because it was there, but not, not outrageous, crazy numbers. Six career interceptions, I think he had three as a senior, but mostly that was just because teams were thrown away from him. So, I mean, it, so many of the guys that we've covered in the Big Sky that went to the NFL were so utterly dominant at the Big Sky level. Teron Johnson was dominant in a different way, right? Yeah, definitely. I think that in his skills translated to the NFL really well as far as the way that the NFL was evolving at the time that he was drafted was kind of a time where there was a lot more nickel linebackers on the field. There were sometimes extra safeties, and the nickel position in general was becoming an every-down kind of position, almost a starting position. Lots of teams would only run a two-linebacker set with that third, either a big safety, a hybrid linebacker, or sometimes a nickel like Teron Johnson. In college, he did a lot of those same things. So I think when you watch a traditional safe cornerback uh, in college, let's say like Montana, uh, former Montana corner uh, Jermaine Johnson, you see a big guy who's on the outside, um, who's physical, who can play press and run with, you know, oftentimes the best X receiver, the, the, the long outside deeper threat. Um, Teron Johnson played a lot inside in college, which I think was why he was so touted, I think was the versatility um, of his of his defensive back skills that allowed him to be drafted in the NFL as well as a guy like Jay Hill who knows where the NFL landscape kind of was sitting at the time knows um, Toronto Johnson's um, physical elements that he brought to the game. Uh, I think that his skill set really just translated so well to the timing of the NFL. And now you see him continue to have success as you know a mainstay. One of the I'd call it eight or nine really consistently um, good nickel corners in the league. Of course, every team has nickels, and of course, every team gets into those situations. But he is a, that defense is kind of built not around him, but around that secondary and evolved at nickel position so much. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula Statewide, SWX Montana Television. Brooks Nuana, SkylineSportsMT.com, joining us on the Rankage Brothers RV Hotline. And that's an interesting point, too, Brooks, is the defense isn't built around Teron Johnson for the Bills, but he's perhaps. You, you can't even say most important player, but he's the he's the fulcrum of it, right? He's the he's the linchpin as he goes, and his ability, to, particularly to make tackles in the box when he's playing up in the box and making tackles in space, that's kind of the thing that makes the entire defense come together, right? Yeah, it really is, and like you said perfectly is that when you see Tron Johnson, or if you're around him, just without pads on, just kind of just his his shell of a body. He's not the biggest guy. You know, I think he's listed at 5'11", 190. Um, he really isn't the biggest guy, but he's so physical in the run game. I mean, he makes great tackles. 
in the box, outside the box. He can stretch the he can stretch it to the sideline. Um, but he he'll he's willing to stick guys, which is you know so unique for a corner who's definitely you know not the biggest guy on the field. Um, and as you said, he is kind of a fulcrum for their defense. I still think that uh, Tremaine Edmonds, Tremaine Edmonds, their middle linebacker uh, for the Bills, is is one of the most impressive players in the NFL. I think a lot of stuff gets funneled his way, um, and a lot of stuff is kind of that defense is kind of wrapped around him. I mean, I think you really hit it on the head of Tron Johnson, the full threat of that defense, which is in a unique position, especially with the way the offense started to go for the Bills. They hadn't rushed the ball all that well, so they got, you know, not a lot of shootouts, but the Bills were putting up points. So teams were throwing all the time, which made Tron Johnson, you know, on the field more often, making more plays. Uh, he had a really great season, so I was super happy to see that. I mean, what an impressive play. You don't see 101-yard touchdowns very often. I think you sent me a video call, but he got up to 20.9 miles per hour, which is pretty darn impressive. Now, Rand Lamar Jackson, that's pretty good bragging rights, no matter who you are. Brooks Nuanas. Nuanas now joining us on the Rangers Brothers RV fold line. I want to talk about defenses in general in the NFL, because right now I think that we saw flashes and personnel uh, strengths for many of the defenses that were in this last weekend's round and then several of the defenses that are advancing on. And I think that at times, if you know the personnel, you know the scheme, and you know the talent, teams like the Bucks, any times that they weren't good defensively, or if they did give up you know, a, a, an outrageous number of points like they did to the Saints earlier this year, you're thinking, well, what's wrong with this team? The Bills had moments early in the year where they had some lulls. But I think it, it just reinforces the point that Peaking at the right time, being able to get hot down the stretch defensively is so much more important than stringing together a quote-unquote statistically impressive season. And it seems like right now the Bucks and the Bills specifically, but even the Green Bay Packers as well, and the Chiefs to a certain extent, but the, those other three certainly are playing a lot at a lot higher level than they were in the middle portion of the season. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really long season. I think that you know, as fans, we all we all hope it's the you know the best the team's got every every single week, week in, week out. But it, it just can't necessarily be the case, especially on defense. Sometimes you get a bad game plan, or the opposing offense has a great game plan. You get down early, and it's not that you nail it in, but it's just you don't really you don't show your all, all, all your cards right away. And I think defensively too, especially for the Bucks, a team that where Devin White played so darn well last week, linebacker for the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks, he's been out for, for a, a good chunk of this season. So it's it's about getting hot, but it's also about getting healthy. And a lot of teams come week twelve, week thirteen, if you're nicked up or you might miss a game here or there, kind of in preparation for this time of the year. Um, and like I, like I mentioned, I thought Devin White probably played the best performance defensively of this playoff so far. Alvin uh, Kamara did, I think, have about 75 yards rushing. They still shut him down in the passing game so, I mean, so darn well. He had t- almost 20 uh, targets the first two games that those teams t- played. I think during this last game he had four targets. Um, you know, a guy like that who comes back to a defense that's already playing well, you, you really see a, a, an uptick in that performance. And so this time of year, it's it's really going to come down to defense, even though we have a bunch of really talented quarterbacks in the in the fourteen pool. Speaking of the quarterbacks, that's going to be the primary storyline on the national level, and I usually bellyache about that narrative, but this time. Well-deserved. Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes, two of the most exciting young quarterbacks in the NFL on the AFC side. Then a couple old vets. Aaron Rodgers versus the oldest man in the world, Tom Brady. Break down this quarterback matchup for us. Starting with the NFC, what do you think of the duel between Brady and Rodgers? I think it's awesome, man. I mean, it's, like you say, definitely two veterans. Aaron Rodgers, 37. Tom Brady's 43 years old. Uh, you know, Two guys that have been around and done it you know, for a really long time, most of most of um, my football watching life. And uh, Tom Brady is really, you know, he has the most air yards in the NFL this season, which is kind of a testament to give this guy some weapons, uh, let him air it out, see what happens. Uh, you're kind of that's coming to fruition right now. There's still a little bit of gaps in, as far as the understanding and everyone on the same page for the Bucks offensively, uh, but they're playing really well. And you know, at times they can run the ball. Uh, Ronald Jones has a finger injury. Um, which has kind of held him out the last couple of weeks. Uh, and Chris Godwin had a f- finger injury, a uh, wide receiver for the Bucks, which held him out for a week or so. Uh, but Leonard Fournette played really well last week, and they can run the ball. It's diverse. But, you know, the Packers, I think scheme-wise and talent-wise, everyone on the same page-wise, uh, I think they're probably 
the most dynamic offense in the league right now. Um, the Chiefs, you know, they've the Chiefs have had not blunders, but they've had a couple miscues in the last couple end, end of the season. And last week they didn't play all that great against the Browns. So I think the Packers right now are probably the hottest offense in the, in the league. Um, what a matchup! You know, pretty exciting to see two bets like that. Uh, it's, it's almost like you can't lose. Uh, that game in the NFC will be really fun to watch in the Super Bowl. Brooks Nuwana is joining us on Nuwana is now. Tom Brady's legacy is already affirmed. We already know he's got the greatest resume of any quarterback that's ever played in the NFL. Another title would just be a cherry on top and make that resume even more lofty and more unattainable. What could this do for Rodgers' legacy, though, if he was to knock off the GOAT and take his team to the Super Bowl? It's a really good question. I think he'd leapfrog quite a few different guys that he's kind of in the mix with right now that if you've seen Aaron Rodgers, you'd probably argue that he's better than um, the Drew Brees types, you know, I think that he probably uh, leapfrogs a couple of those guys legacy wise and probably goes, you know, right around in that top 10 of, of best quarterbacks of all time. I think, as I mentioned, a lot of people would argue that he may be the most talented quarterback of all time. And we'll see what Patrick Mahomes has to say about that, you know, once it's all said and done. But, but throughout, you know, NFL history, I think, you know, I think a guy like Dan Marino kind of falls into that into that category of someone who's just uber talented uh, and, and maybe never, you know, reached the mountaintop more than once or, you know, had so many darn good seasons but never was a, was a, a, a year-in, year-out um, Super Bowl winner like a lot of the greats that we that we nominate, like the, the Tom Brady's and Joe Montana's um, of the world. So I, I think it's probably, you know, Aaron Rodgers' most important season of his career. Um, you know, for lack of a better term, it's it's the Aaron Rodgers, you know, double middle fingers to, to you guys tour. Uh, when they the Packers instead of giving him a whipping in the first round of, of the NFL draft this year, they take a quarterback to replace him more or less. And he goes out has an MVP season, which I think he'll win the MVP. Um, and then if he were to cap with the Super Bowl, I mean, that, it would be it would be a legendary season, one of the better seasons uh, for a quarterback in NFL history. Well, last question for you on the other side. We knew Mahomes and the Chiefs were going to be here. At least we assumed they were. Uh, it seems as if Mahomes is going to play. Vegas seems to think he's going to play. The line has moved into the being in favor of the Chiefs. But to me, Josh Allen, he reminds me uh, not only in makeup and story but and skill set, he reminds me so much of a young Brett Favre. And I know he's bigger, more athletic probably, but same gunslinger mentality, same sort of volatile but uh, lovable way of being and playing. And... Uh, this reminds me so much of when the Packers were going to the Super Bowl with Brett Favre when Brett Favre was a young man. But what do you think of this quarterback duel and this matchup overall in the AFC? I love it, man. You know, I think I think Josh Allen's one of the most exciting talents in the NFL. I mean, I think he's a budding superstar. I like the Brett Favre comparison. You know, I think he's a more refined. He's got, he's got a better lower body as far as fundamentals than Cam Newton. Uh, he's some, you know, he's not quite as a prolific of a runner, but he is that size. He's you know, he's a really big guy. Um, he has a really good control of the offense and, and the leap that he's taken. You know, in in a handful of kind of the advanced analytic stats of efficiency and and, um, and making the right plays. I mean, he went from the bottom of the league to the top of the league, literally in so many different categories. He went from 28th or 31st overall to fifth or sixth or fourth. Um, so you know, his progression has been, you know pretty darn impressive. I think that as far as matchup goes, I hope we get a shout because we hoped for that with the Browns and the Chiefs. You know, a great a great uh backstory between Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes. Uh Baker Mayfield was you know hosted Patrick Mahomes on his recruiting visit to Texas Tech and then transferred to Oklahoma and they ended up getting in a game where it's sixty six to sixty in college. Patrick Mahomes threw for seven hundred and plus yards, Baker Mayfield threw for seven touchdowns, and you hoped that you were going to get that repeat last week, and then it was more of a defensive battle with Patrick Mahomes getting knocked out due to injury. So I hope this week, I hope that that's kind of what that Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes matchup looks like as we get to see some arm talent on full display um, with, with some of the best receivers in the league. You know, Stephon Diggs for the Bills had, had a, a career season and, and led the league in many different categories, including catches. Um, and then Tyreek Hill on the other side, along with Travis Kelsey. You have these matchups with such amazing playmakers and big-armed quarterbacks. I hope that we see it you know, aired out a little bit and we get to see a little bit of basketball on the football field because both those guys are so impressive uh, when they get going. He's Brooks Nuanas. He's the director of creativity at Skyline Sports. You know him because of his great pictures and his uh, great analysis on the Big Sky Breakdown. You didn't know he was an NFL expert either, but this is the wheelhouse right here. Brooks, as always, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me.
Yeah, pretty much every Thursday or Friday thing. Brooks Nuanas swinging by right here. Nuanas now. Doubling up the Nuanas is on the Nuanas now. Makes me happy and proud to have my baby bro on the show with me. It is 1029 ESPN Missoula. Statewide SWX Montana Television. We all live in this great state so we can enjoy it. And if you're a business owner, you know how hard you work, sometimes at the expense of your own free time. That's where Black Bookkeeping and Consulting Services comes in. Black Bookkeeping and Consulting Services is a virtual bookkeeper that helps small businesses organize, maintain, and grow, which helps keep your business running smoothly. And it gives you more time to do what you love. Right now, receive 50% off cleaning up your 2020 books. If you sign up by January 31st, visit blackbookkeeping.com to schedule a free consultation today. Kyle Samples here. We're talking more NFL. We're going to talk some Niners. We're going to talk some high school sports. We're going to talk a whole bunch of different things all over the board. Rapid fire. Nuanas now. Happy Friday. Kyle Sample back after this. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Man, Reese cracks me up. Gotta love it. Welcome back. Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Say why? SWX Montana Television. This is just a show with all sorts of contributors and guests, and it just makes me so happy that I have all these great people who want to stop by and talk sports. Kyle Sample now here in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas, broadcasting to you from the ESPN studios in the Missoula Broadcasting Company right here in the great city of Missoula. Sample, first and foremost, I want you to take that sweatshirt that I got here. Oh. I want you to show it to the camera, to all the SWX folks. For those who listen on the radio, I got Kyle a custom-made sweatshirt here. I'll cover my face so you people <laughs> watching online aren't as horrified. So, so here's what we got. If you've been paying attention, which of course you have, we did a 25-part podcast series all about Montana's run to the 1995 National Championship, the first national championship in the history of University of Montana football. I then had a painting commissioned by former Grizz wide receiver Ryan Bagley. Ryan Bagley is a Great Falls CMR product, a local Montana, grew up in Dutton, Montana, great farm boy, and a great artist. And he painted this awesome picture of Dave Dickinson, Don Reed, and Andy Larson. We uh, then have had we have this painting. We have the original. We're gonna we're gonna stay tuned. We'll tell you what we're gonna do with that soon. It's gonna be pretty cool what we're gonna do with the original. You can also order. $500 versions of the prints, $100 versions of the prints, $25 versions as a poster, or you can get sweatshirts or T-shirts. I'm shocked with how good these prints look on the sweatshirts. They look just as good as the prints, honestly. And uh, it's a great piece of art to commemorate a great moment in time. These are exclusive. We don't know how many we're going to sell, but we're gonna. it's going to be a capped number. So if you have one, it's going to be one-of-a-kind gear. If you want to order it, it's easy. rbagley3.com. That's R-B-A-G-L-E-Y-3.com. I'll put it on social media. Put it on our Twitter at 1029 ESPN. I'll put it on our Facebook, ESPN backslash, or excuse me, Facebook backslash ESPN Missoula. Put it on Skyline Sports. I'll put it everywhere. And we'll keep it in front of it for a while because I do think this is going to be something that's pretty cool. So if you want a sweatshirt, a t-shirt, a print, a poster, or whatever, great gift, great for you, great for anybody in your family that really likes the Grizz. This is going to be Grizz gear that is different than most Grizz gear that's out there. Thanks for coming by, man. That's that's one of your gifts for coming this by. This is incredible. This is amazing. I, I walked by here and I saw it. Uh, I was like, oh, man, that's a that's a cool idea. Because I knew the painting because my right. sisters and I got one from my dad. Sure, sure, Christmas. sure. So I didn't I didn't know that there were sweatshirts, but, man, I'm going to wear this. I wear it tonight. Yeah. I might put it on right after Just the show. Uh, If you're not watching on the TV for us on the radio, the sweatshirts are white. Yeah. So it's going to be cool because it's, it's going to look great at the Grizz game, especially the early season ones in the fall. When yeah, it's, they're lightweight. In September, they're lightweight. They're really nice sweatshirts, too. Really nice material. But... 
you want to keep it clean because those are going to get pretty dirty pretty quick. You're probably going to spill a beer. Yeah, you're going to spill some beer on there. That's okay. That's okay. They're only $37. You know why they cost $37. I got cleaning. I got cleaning exactly. goods at home, you know? Exactly. We put it right wash. at 37 because that's a price point that's easy shout, to remember. I'll, I'll shout it out. So if you didn't already know, Sample and I have been covering sports together for a long time. He, uh, We worked together with the Bozeman Daily Chronicle. He was at various newspaper stops. He worked for me at Skyline Sports. So he's got some good sports chops. We're going to get into some NFL stuff, particularly head coaching hires, particularly the departure of San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator Robert Saleh to the New York Jets and some other stuff uh, before we then get into our picks for this weekend's game. With, uh, with this game's, I should say, the championship weekend in the NFL. But I have a couple random questions for you. We, uh, we heard from... Our second student of the week this week, by the way, Mattress Firm Student of the Week, one of our uh, great presenting sponsors around here. We do a student of the week every week. I've just been doing two or three a week to catch up because I was gone the last week, two weeks of 2020. So had a couple that were earned the award from SWX Montana as well as here at, at ESPN Radio. So I was catching up. But it got me to thinking, Kyle, you covered prep sports around Montana, various different stops. And you also have been you know, just following high school sports, you know, playing them and and just watching them ever since you know you were a kid growing up in Missoula. So who? When I just ask you, just right off the cuff, who are some of the best athletes, male and female, that you've watched, seen, covered, followed uh, in the state of Montana over the last you know just in your young life? Ooh, put me on the spot. Um, what's it come to mind? I think uh, girls, Christina Aragon. Christina Aragon was unbelievable. Definitely. Both Aragon sisters, Christina yeah. and Danielle, were both I didn't, amazing. I didn't cover Danielle, so I only know yeah. Christina, but I just remember uh, she's a long-distance runner at uh, Billing Senior. I think she went and ran at Stanford. Uh, I think that Christina went to Notre Dame and Danielle went to Stanford. Regardless. Oh, I thought it was vice versa. Maybe it was vice versa. Regardless, they, they were both elite distance yeah, runners. they were incredible. The They're incredible. I, uh, I think she won, like... 11 state championships or something. I mean, she was nuts. She set all conference or, yeah, all conference records. And uh, she comes to mind, uh, number one for girls. Taylor Mims comes to mind. It's Taylor Mims weird was that I, really that I have two Billing Senior girls, but she, I've, I mean, I've watched a lot of volleyball. Volleyball was always my favorite. That and track were always sure. my favorite to cover. Well, and, and for those that have never been or those that don't realize, the all class volleyball tournament in Bozeman. It's it's so fun, but it's also like a sports writer's dream. It's just organized chaos. It, it, because you can seriously go to the gym and you just you can walk around and you can be working on four stories at once, both game stories, but also features too, mm-hmm. because you have other teams sitting in the stands watching. Mm-hmm. Everybody's there. You, you get to know everybody. You're, you can do. I mean, I remember when we were working at the Chronicle together, we would just blow that thing all the way out because it was it. just like so many stories. But Taylor Mims is a really good one. She's a young lady from Billings that I don't think gets enough credit in being remembered because she didn't participate in college athletics in Montana. She went to Washington State, yeah. and she was an all-Pac-12 player yeah. at Washington State I mean, for, she's for six three two. years. She got over the net. I don't know if she's 6'2". She is 6'2". No, she, she is 6'2". But she was incredibly athletic. Yeah. I mean, she just seemed like she could do everything on a volleyball yeah. court. She just seemed at another level for sure. athletically than every girl she was playing against. Yeah. It was awesome to watch her, even though I probably only watched her a couple times. So what do you think of that dynamic? Because I think this is actually fascinating. It seems to me that oftentimes some of the best athletes from Montana that then go out of state, they don't get remembered with as much reverence as the ones that stay in state, even though they went to a higher level. There is For every Matt Miller and Brock Osweiler, there's also Taylor Mills. I mean, like the, the Spokesman Review just did their, their top 20 athletes of the first 20 years of the 21st century. And Taylor Mims wow. was like, I think, number nine in Washington, really? State, in, in Washington State. It was the top 20 Wazoo athletes of the last 20 years. And wow. she was like number nine. I mean, she wow. was three-time first team All-Pac-12. I mean, she was... She, she, really? She, I, didn't, I didn't follow her. She's an amazing... I mean, she's, so she, I'm guilty she, she's a professional volleyball player. I, mean, I think she was an alternate on, on Team USA. I mean, she is like one of the great volleyball players in the country. Wow. Yes. I, I didn't realize that she ever reached that level after high school. I yeah. just like... I guess, I'm, like I said, I'm guilty of not following her after that sure. also. But um, I, I had no idea. That's incredible. But, yeah, I guess that happens because, like, you just don't, you know, you, the newspapers just aren't always on them, you know? Sure. Like, they try to cover them, try to stay up on them, do where right. are they now right. when they come back in the summer. But, like, when they go to play in Montana or Montana State or Rocky or something right. like that and they excel, you're just reading about them so sure. often that sure. it's like they're going to – probably going to stick in your mind. Well, a lot of times, too, you know, you'll and, and maybe you don't encompass like a, a quote-unquote star role, whereas if you stay in Montana, you might have. You know, like think about how big mm-hmm. of a star Will Disley would have been if he would have stayed in Montana. And oh, obviously yeah. now he's a star again because he's scoring touchdowns in the NFL. Right. But Washington, it was an interesting deal because it was like he went there because he'd been committed to Boise State. He basically went there because of Jeff Choate. Right. He was supposed to be a D lineman, and then he was a D lineman, and they switched over to tight end, but he was like just their blocking tight end. So he didn't get a lot of production. 
And, but ironically, probably the most media coverage he got during his college career was when Washington played Montana that year when yeah. he was a senior, yeah. and they, and they get, let him be a captain. So I guess it all does come back around full circle. That's interesting. Okay, those are good ones. Uh, we'll continue to discuss some of the great high school athletes. I'm going to ask Riley Corcoran this question on Monday, too, because I think it's a good one. It is Nuanas now. Kyle Sample joining me. Coulter Nuanas right here in studio on 102.9 ESPN Missoula Statewide, SWX Montana Television. Uh, the big news from, uh, I guess, a, a week ago today, the cancellation of spring football for the Montana schools, opting out of the championship seasons. Your impressions when you heard that Montana, Montana State will not be playing in the championship portion of the Big Sky Slate? Like, I wasn't surprised because... It was rumored, you know. We kind of knew it was about coming. It, you know, yeah. It, there were some things here and there that kind of led to you thinking it was going to happen. So I wasn't surprised, but I just think it's the right decision. I mean, it, it just doesn't. It's just not necessary. Like it doesn't do anything for anybody. It right. puts a lot of people in a bad position. Um, I mean, throughout the whole season and then after the season. So, like, I just didn't think it was ever necessary that they do this. I do kind of like that they're trying to like maintain some continuity with the team and like sure. have them do practices and maybe a couple sure. games because like fans aren't going to be there yeah i assume they're not going to be no um so if those teams are together and you know everything is good for them to play then i think it's a good thing for them to get a couple games in like in a sort of a spring football kind of thing but just having a season just didn't make any sense i was so excited for it i wanted i wanted them to do it and i thought it'd be really fun as a fan to go to games during that time of sure because sure. it's just totally it's a different dynamic for it sure. starts cold it finishes warm it's pretty it'd be fun but like um it just wasn't a smart idea and canceling it probably was the prudent one the so two things first of all news yesterday northern colorado opted out so UNC will not be in. So. I think the dominoes are going to start falling. The dominoes right? are going to start falling, yeah. And, and Northern Colorado, here's the thing, though. So a couple of different factors here. So now we have five Big Sky teams that have opted out. Montana, Montana State, Portland State. Uh, Sac State was the first one, and then Northern Colorado. Sac State, what, like, didn't have a choice. Right. right. Well, when, you, when, you, when you're in the Big Sky Conference, though, too, the thing is worth remembering is you have the West Coast schools, you have Portland State, and then the three California schools. So they're all pretty much good to go when it comes to battling the weather, at least in comparison to the Montana schools. But then you talk about the other inner inner Rocky Mountain schools, Weber State, um, Montana, Montana State, Northern Colorado, Idaho, Idaho State. Well, Weber State has an indoor practice facility. Idaho and Idaho State play inside. Northern Arizona plays inside. And so then the only three schools out of the entire league that don't have the ability to practice inside that will have to battle the true mountain elements are Montana, Montana State, Northern Colorado. So I wasn't right. surprised that Northern Colorado was next. The number one question I've been asked in the community over the last week is, why the hell did they just play in two games? What's the point of that? The number one thing you got to understand is that the NCAA is this crazy rulemaking baron that has every single day of a 365-day calendar scheduled out in terms of what rules in terms of when you can talk to players, either incoming players, potential recruits, or current players. The number one flaw I thought that the Montana schools made in the fall was I thought they should have put a game on the schedule in the fall so that they could have conducted what would have been in-season practice. They could have had an August and a September where you're practicing like you're preparing for games, but you're just not, and then you play a game. That's what North Dakota State did. They played on October 1st, so they were able to have basically what amounted to a fall camp and then four weeks' worth of in-season practice. So that's you're talking 20 to 22 hours of contact with your players, training, conditioning, meeting rooms, all that stuff. If you're in what you call off-season mode, so like spring ball mode or winter conditioning mode, it's only eight hours. You can't spend as nearly as much time on the chalkboard, in the classroom, watching film. If you only have eight hours, you're going to spend it all training and conditioning, lifting weights, maybe doing a couple seven-on-sevens or whatever. So the reason that the Cats and the Grizz put two games on the schedule, they're not going to play each other. Both athletic directors already said that. They're not going to probably play anybody of any sort of consequence. They're probably going to play Frontier Conference schools or Central. I'm hearing Central Washington might be in the mix. Regardless, it's so that they can practice more. And it's smart. That's what you need to do to be able to catch up because now you've lost all this time. But if you can have a fall in-season practice mode in the spring, you can make up for at least a little bit of that time. Would they have been able to do Would the county have allowed them to do that at that time? Yeah, that, that's another good question. I mean, that, that was the other overwhelming. And do they have chalkboards? 
<laughs> right. I guess it's whiteboards and probably iPads and, and all of this at this point. I hope they don't have chalkboards. That's, <laughs> bad. That's a bad sign. Well, if they have you know, I mean, I know if we're being completely objective, Montana's coaching staff is the most experienced, a.k.a. the oldest, in yeah. all of the country. So, Definitely you know, I mean, I don't think they use chalkboards anymore, but you know Kent Bear knows how to use a chalkboard. Been around I mean, a this chalkboard this too, guy's been sure. coaching since 1976. There yeah. was no dry erase markers when he first started coaching, to tell just, you that. Just smashing uh, erasers <laughs> Can you imagine Choate with how wild and intense he is? When, I'm sure when he's drawing oh. stuff on the board, he's got marker all over his hands. If you imagine him on a chalkboard, no. just dust just flying everywhere. Chalk down to the, this is what people tuned in for. This, chalk, 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 chalk. It's this, chalk is, this is good radio. It's Chalk Talk with Nuanez and Sample. <laughs> okay, a couple more quick hitters before we get into the NFL stuff. Samari Toure, grad transferring, that was announced several months ago. It was announced a little later on. I guess it was probably about 10 days ago now that he's going to the University of Nebraska. Your thoughts on the fit? Because I thought it was totally random. I think it makes sense. If, it makes like, se- it makes sense because he'll be a good player there. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that Nebraska, like that's uh, it's far away from his home, but he's not. he was never concerned about going far away from his home. When he was being recruited, Georgetown was a school that he went to or uh, almost went to. So, like, he's not afraid of going from Oregon all the way across the country. Sure. So distance, I, I'm not surprised by that, but um, it did surprise me when Nebraska popped up, but I think he'd be a good fit there. Parker Gabriel, who uh, a former colleague of ours. I still, replaced I, I, me. Still a colleague of ours. Yeah, he replaced Sample at the Chronicle, actually. But good friend of ours, and he was he's working at the uh, Lincoln Star Journal, the newspaper in Lincoln, Nebraska, Nebraska football beat writer. He came on the show last Friday. If you want to listen to the podcast, it's actually very insightful. Uh, he talked a lot about Torres fit at Nebraska. I thought he had good stuff. He said the guy's going to be the number one receiver the day he walks onto campus. So I think that that is definitely important to know. Okay, let's talk some NFL before we get into the picks for the weekend. Um, number one news, I got two 49ers questions for you. Number one, the biggest news about the 49ers, and by the way, if you didn't know, Samuel's a big-time 49ers fan, but I trust his objectivity just because he does follow them from a rational perspective, at least until it's Sunday. And then when he's got his jersey on, he's freaking you out. you know how many TV. jerseys I have? You do have a lot of jerseys. But that's here there. That's a character flaw, not a... Oh, uh, character yeah, flaw. Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, it's Arrested Development. Um, <laughs> Robert Saleh, the defensive coordinator who has gained... Um, how do you even say this? He's gained great popularity and great um, reverence around the game from fellow coaches, players, whatever, but he's also sort of carved out this cult hero status because he's just this very imposing, very handsome, very uh, physically formidable guy. I mean, what do you call him? I mean, he's just, he's jacked. He's jacked. Call him <laughs> but he, 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 you can tell he coaches with such passion. He grabs the camera all the time during games. He's impossible to not watch. And he was one of the hot names on the NFL coaching carousel. And now he's gone from the 49ers. I think he was a key factor in helping the Niners to the Super Bowl a year ago. Now he's the head coach of the New York Jets. So is this um, career purgatory for Robert Saleh? Or can, is he the guy that could turn around the Jets? I don't know. I don't think it. I don't think the Jets are dead, right? Like, they've been good with the same ownership before, right? Just, they, they, have. Don't, they don't maintain about 10 years it for ago. a long period of time. When, Rick, like, when Rex Ryan was there, they were good. They went they, to the ASC Championship game twice. This ownership yeah. group, so it's like, you know, it's not it's not a ship that can't sail, right? Like, if he gets the right people, he he's made good coordinator positions or co- coordinator hires. He's familiar with uh, who, Mike who, LaFleur. Who, who did he hire? Michael LaFleur, who's related who to Matt LaFleur, right? Yeah, he's his younger brother. He was yep. the Niners passing game coordinator. So he's familiar with this. He knows exactly the offense they're going to run. A lot of people think that that offense, and I think it's a good fit, having watched the 49ers and having watched Sam Darnold at USC for his entire time there, I think it's a really good fit for him. I think it's an in, it's a more innovative offense. It's um, They just got to get go get some talent now, and they can do that, right? Like They have a lot of draft picks. Yeah. I think they have a ton of cap space, yeah. if I'm right. I've, they I'm do, they sure. do have a ton of cap space. Sean Ray and I broke this down on so, the show about two Wednesdays ago, so if you want to check out the podcast, you can find it. But Sean gave a great synopsis of all the cap space. I think so I think there's possibilities and like you the can other part about the Jets in New York. The other parts about the Jets too though is that here's the biggest issue that they had is basically like the the 11th best guy on their roster through the 53rd best guy on their roster were all very subpar for the NFL. But because they've been really bad the last couple of years, they have a couple pieces. Yeah. I mean, that Quinton yeah. Williams kid from Alabama is really good. Yeah. Down the stretch, I mean, the reason the Jets blew getting the number one pick down the stretch is because their D-line was actually at least adequate to not above average. I mean, yeah. they were getting good pressure, and they won a couple games because of it. So they do have a couple 
pieces to build around. So, okay, what do the Jets do? They have a former number two pick in Sam Darnold, who I don't think, I guess number three pick, right? But I don't I don't think that he is dead in the water by any means. I think if he, he could have a resurgence to his career with maybe a new fit or just a new regime in, in New York. But they also have the number two pick as well. So what do you do? I mean, they, they have, that, that's an amazing asset to have when you have a guy maybe you can try to remake and reinvigorate and either trade down or use this on somebody else. Or you could draft a quarterback with that pick too and maybe trade Sam Darnold and get some other assets. So, I mean, where are you at with their quarterback situation? I think they should shop Sam Darnold and see what they can get for him. Um, I mean, Indianapolis has an opening, and he was rumored to be traded there during the season. So I think you should just see what you can get for him. And if you can't, you should go forward with him. This offense is a quarterback-friendly offense. It's made a lot of uh, mediocre quarterbacks look really good, and it's made a lot of good quarterbacks look really great. One Matt Ryan and MVP. So I think you plug him in here. You see what is if, – if you can't get good value for him, and then you keep him. If you, if you can't get good value for him, trade him. Get two first round draft picks. I think you already then you'd have three, I think, and then you see what you can do with that. Kyle Sample joining me, Coulter Nuanas right here. Nuanas now 1290 SPM Missoula Statewide, SWX Montana Television. What if there was a place where you could walk in, get physical therapy, pay a flat fee, and feel better? Well, there is. It's PhysioTrek, Missoula's only walk-in physical therapy office. PhysioTrek offers physical therapy on your time with a flat fee so you can feel better faster. No need for a referral. From an insurance company, just go to physiotrek.com, book your appointment, and feel better today. You know you've been wanting to try dry needling or see if more specific stretches would help you. You can do that now at physiotrek, physiotrek.com to book an in-clinic or telehealth appointment today. That's physiotrek.com. Okay, one more question before we get into our picks for the weekend. Is Urban Meyer a good hire in the NFL? I know Urban Meyer is one of the greatest college coaches in the modern era for sure and maybe of all time. I think there's only... Seven coaches that have won at least three national championships. Urban Meyer is one of them. Yeah, I think he's one of only a couple that has had uh, three national championships between two different schools. So Urban Meyer is tried and true. His innovation to the game, his um, way of pioneering the zone read and the read option into the college game and then now into all levels of football is is pretty much second to none. Uh, he's won everywhere he's been, whether it was Bowling Green or Utah or Florida or Ohio State. But... There's only really a couple coaches that have ever been really good in college and in the pros. Without then, and even Pete Carroll had to fail in the pros first. So, what say you about Urban Meyer to the Jacksonville Jaguars? Honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> I'll just be totally. totally I, I, I don't know. I, I don't either. I but don't either. My inclination was I wasn't excited by it. My first reaction when I heard it, I wasn't excited by it. And I think it is absolutely ridiculous that he gets a job in the NFL before Eric Bieniemy does. Isn't that so ridiculous? I, I just can't up. What I mean, sure, he's won before, but look at what he's done to win in a lot of these places. He's been attached to a ton of controversy. As far as I know, Eric Bieniemy, I don't know what he does in interviews. He must just walk in and spit in somebody's face because <laughs> he doesn't. He continually doesn't get these jobs, and, and he's is, been is nothing re- but successful. Yeah, I right. don't know how much his input is on the offense in Kansas City with Andy Reid, but. I don't think he's just a guy who just stands there and is called their offensive coordinator. Right. I think he has some input, and they won the Super Bowl. Certainly there's a lot of talent, but there's an incredible strategy that they use every week. I think it's unbelievable that Urban Meyer gets a job in the NFL, especially in Jacksonville, with what they have, what they could do, yes. and what they could pair Eric Bieniemy doing. Like, yes. You could see Trevor Lawrence yes. working in a Kansas City-looking offense, absolutely athletic. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, it is. It, it is sort of mind blowing. We'll see. I mean, it, it was supposed to be a splash hire, but I just don't really know how much success you could have because the biggest transition for coaches like Urban Meyer is when you're at Florida, you you can have whatever scheme you want, you can have whatever quote unquote culture you want, you can have whatever play calling, all of that. You're going to have at least probably thirty, and in most cases, ninety athletes on your team that are better than the other team you're playing Mm -hmm. and you get to continue to reload those guys Mm -hmm. over and over and over again that's never going to be the case no matter how good you are in the nfl because of the salary cap i like the point that you always make that the nfl is more like the fcs it is fbs it is it is It it totally is and the other point worth making too is that we've seen certain coaches develop these coaching trees in the nfl and the Bill Belichick coaching tree has has been 50-50 at best, and, and a lot of times not that great. Brian Flores has kind of pl- proven some things wrong. He's been really great. 
But, you know, Matt Patricia, he just had to limp his way back to New England. He got hired back with the Patriots Romeo today. Cornell. Josh McDaniels, not great. Romeo Cornell, not great. Um, who was the guy who, uh, Eric something, who was the uh, Browns head coach for a minute, who went into the broadcasting Oh, booth. he was with the Jets, too? Yep, yep, yep. Oh, I, regardless, there's been more failures than successes from the Bill Belichick coaching tree. But what Andy Reid's doing right now is he's building more of a Mike Holmgren slash Bill Parcells coaching tree where there's a lot more successful guys. I mean, you look at the playoffs right now. Matt LaFleur comes from the, the coaching tree by uh, secondarily. Sean McDermott was with Andy Reid in Philadelphia for a long time. So Matt Nagy does. A lot of people in California, or I mean in Chicago, do want to stab that guy. Well, yeah, Matt Nagy, that's not a, necessarily a good one on the Andy, Andy Reid coaching tree, but there is, uh, there's a lot more success from that coaching tree than a lot of other sure. ones. Nuwana is now 1290 SPM Missoula. Kyle Sample joining me in studio it's championship weekend. We're going to break down the games one last time for you. We got two good ones, Bucks at Packers and Bills at Chiefs. More right after this. Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the wind gate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the wind gate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan and you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's going be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Special January promo going on by the Wingate by Wyndham right now as well. If you stay two nights in January of 2021, you get a free growler and a fill card for Big Sky Brewing. Big Sky Brewing just right across the way from the Wingate. So if you book, all you got to do is book through the hotel directly. Google Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula, limited to one free beaker per customer, but stay two nights, January 2021, free growler and fill card from Big Sky Brewing, and tell them Nuanas Now sent you. Hey, welcome to your Friday. Hopefully you're rocking out. I know we are here. It is funny to say that in a town like Missoula, though, because I know that like half this town is just the other way. It's like nocturnal. A lot of people are listening to this show while they're driving away from work, but like a lot of people are listening to this show as they're driving to work yeah. as well. It's why, it's why it's a great town, though. I mean, it's kind of like you have these two different sectors of the culture, but I hope everybody out there is having a good Friday. I hope you're planning on having a good weekend. Be sure to stay safe out there. Everybody, it is Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. Kyle Sample joining me in studio to wrap up your week. And uh, we only got about six minutes here, Kyle, so let's go fast. We're just going to play a really quick game. We have two great matchups on Sunday between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Green Bay Packers and the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll start with the NFC. We'll start with the underdog and the road team. The Bucks win the NFC Championship if Aaron Rodgers breaks his leg. You think it's that definitive? No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> um, I think it's going to be a good game. I really do. Like I, I, I think uh, if Vita Vea, if Vita Vea can actually do yep. something, former first returns, round pick from Washington, uh, interior defensive lineman for the Bucks. You, internal pressure. It just means a lot. I mean, it, it could blow up a lot with that Green Bay, uh, with what Green Bay does. Uh, if if they can get a push up the middle, I think that's super important to the game. I think that because the the two quarterbacks are so tried and true. I know Aaron Rodgers at this moment is is I wouldn't say significantly better, but but markedly better than Tom Brady. It does come down to running the ball, I think, and stopping the run. The Bucks have the best run defense defense in the NFL statistically, but I think the Packers. The most underrated part of the offensive resurgence under Matt LaFleur has been the run game. I mean, Aaron Jones is a good running back, and they run the ball well. You watch those style of offenses, that's that's what they need to do. Like For sure. You're not going to succeed, or, or you're not... You're not going to succeed often if you don't run the ball well because there's so much that's predicated off the way that they block, off the way that they show runs before the before the snap. Um, 
everything is predicated off of the success of a run game. So, like, you know, it's it's not totally a surprise to me that Green Bay runs the ball well now. The Packers win if they just don't make mistakes, right? I mean, they are they have the upper hand in this matchup. Being at home, it's supposed to snow in Lambeau. It seems like they're a team of destiny. They, they are, with the exception of the Bills, the hottest team in the league. It mm-hmm. seems as if they, the only thing that really could doom them is if either one, you know, a, a transcendent superhuman performance by Tom Brady or if they make mistakes. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I think Green Bay is definitely the favorite. I, I just, they are. I just don't see them. I don't, I don't see them losing this game. Less compelling of a matchup in the yeah. NFC than the AFC, right? Yeah, yeah, for me. I just think Green Bay is a much better team. Tampa Bay uh, has played well of late, but they're just, you know, I don't know what to make of Tampa Bay. They could show up and they couldn't show sure. up. So. For sure, for sure. Okay, the Kansas City Chiefs win if they show up. No, no, no I'm kidding. There is a little. I, I there I is. A, no, there, I took the Bills. I bet. There the is a little bit of a. a there is a little bit of a of a hit in the Chiefs' armor right now, though, right? I mean, they haven't lost. They only lost the one game to the Raiders all all year. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they're sitting here. I guess count them up. Seventeen and one to get to this point. But the injury to Mahomes put the entire football public on pins and needles. Regardless if you're going for them or rooting against them. And they had to come up with they had to pull a rabbit out of their hat to win that game last week. Yeah, nobody wants to watch Chad Henney in a in a championship <laughs> game. Like not nobody does. I was sitting there not thinking even Michigan so, fans. Oh man, so my roommate's Ohio Ohio State guy, right? Oh, he probably hates and that he was anyway. sitting here thinking and he's also a Cleveland Cleveland Browns guy. So he's like, Well, I mean, really? Oh. Like the Michigan guy? Oh, the no. Michigan guy who I hate more than anybody is the guy who's gonna beat the Browns when the Browns have in their best run since he was a kid. Poor Stu. I know, but it's a bummer. Uh-huh. Okay, so so I think, but I do think this is a more even matchup. So let's go with the Bills. Now we got about a minute left. The Bills win if I think the Bills win. Like, you do I just think do. the Bills I win? I do think the Bills are going to win. Wow. Yeah, I, I think so too. But how much of it is just a gut and heart feeling more than any sort of an- tangible X's and O's? I don't know. I think the way to beat Kansas City is to get into a shootout with him, and the Bills can do that if if Josh Allen plays. Like yeah. Josh, I think that's the way to do it. I think it, you have to do that. It's so interesting to me too that the notion of running the ball and stopping the run has been almost completely thrown out the window by the Bills. Mm-hmm. They're playing the the they'll throw the, twenty passes to start a game. They were playing the best rushing team in the league in the Baltimore Ravens last week, and they ran the ball twice in the first half. That's amazing. The amount of fortitude that takes is crazy. They trust Josh Allen. I got big time money on the Bills. I got money on the Packers. I want those two teams to win. I'm so t- I think the Packers are going to win. I don't know what I think of the AFC. I want the Bills to win. I give the Bills a slight, slight, slight edge. We back. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now. If you visit msubookstore.org, free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.